with another episode of Pierce Cast. I'm Nikki and I'm here with co-host Tony and our guest star Emily Feline, our service learning program specialist here at Pierce College. We've got some great content for you all, so we are going to jump right in. Emily, thank you for coming on and being our guest star today. Um, I think it would be great to start off with telling our listeners a little more about you and your position and what service learning really is all about. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate um, the opportunity to be on today um, and guest star. It sounds very, very fancy. So thank you. Um, but yes, my name is Emily Feline, and I've been working with the service learning department at Pierce for uh, probably going on about four years now, three or four years. And um, so I guess to start off what service learning is, um, there are a lot of different definitions about um, what service learning is, but at its core, um, what that means is that a student is able to take what they learn in the classroom and apply that knowledge in a practical, more real world setting. Um, that could be uh, some sort of project out in the community um, or, or even projects online now that with COVID, we've had to kind of pivot and shift um, a lot of the community engagement work that we do online. Um, so it's really just about realizing that the knowledge that we learn in a classroom is it can actually be applied in some way to the real world. Um, I know sometimes, especially when I was um, in school, it might not it might not have felt a lot of like what I was learning in lecture, I could apply to the real world. Um, but service learning helps students make that connection. And so, um, so in, in saying that about a little bit about what it is, what I then do for the service learning department is um, I help faculty uh, set up service learning projects within their courses. Um, and the way that we're starting to do that this year is relatively new. Um, we, we actually created a course um, similar to like a, a math or an English co-rec, um, but uh, faculty are able to embed Service Learning 100, um, which is a zero credit course into their class. And um, it's not providing um, additional work for students. It's actually project work that the faculty was already going to do as part of their course. Um, but now students have the opportunity, if they take that course, to get um, a service learning designation on their transcript, um, which is a very cool thing uh, when you're going out into the real world. A lot of employers uh, like to see that students were involved in the community in some way um, doing, doing some sort of project. So, um, so that kind of gives your resume um, a little bit of a leg up in a, in a competitive job market, um, which is always nice to have. Um, so that's one of the ways that um, we're incorporating service learning into our classrooms at Pierce. Um, another facet of my job outside of that more academic curricular work um, is just that community engagement piece, providing opportunities for our students to go out and volunteer. Um, and so we do a lot of that with uh, community organizations in the area. Um, through uh, you know, a lot of our food insecurity, um, food pantries, uh, food distribution centers, um, that kind of thing. Uh, we've also done work with the Northwest Furniture Bank, um, which provides housing goods um, and furniture to families um, who are in need of furnishing a home um, or an apartment. And um, 
yeah, other environmental projects, um, habitat restoration. We work with a lot of rotary clubs in the area who have adopted parks um, to do like uh, annual park cleanup, um, getting rid of invasive weed species um, to preserve the land. Um, so a lot of it really is a whole whole spectrum of opportunities that kind of fall under um, what could be called service learning. Because um, really, I mean, if, you know, if you think about these opportunities, going out to a park or, you know, going uh, to a nursing home, you know, it, we have an opportunity to always be learning and to always be applying knowledge. And so um, it's a whole broad spectrum of um, volunteer type opportunities that could uh, fall under that sort of service learning umbrella. So that is a little bit about what I do. I hope that answered your question. Oh yeah, I have a lot of um, follow-up questions because I want to learn more about everything you just said. But one thing that stood out was you also mentioned some of these service projects that have now been kind of put online or ways that students can serve the community in this virtual world. And I'm really curious as to what some of those might be. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, not only all of the health considerations that we have right now because of COVID, but we also like to keep in mind that our students, you know, if we, you know, our listeners, they're, they have, they have lives outside of the classroom, you know, they have jobs, they have families, you know, they have other obligations. And so a lot of these volunteer opportunities that happen outside of the classroom out in the community require extra time. And that is often not a resource that our students have extra of. So, um, so these online opportunities are also a really great way to um, eliminate some of those barriers for students who want to, who want to participate in some way. Um, so a couple examples that we have right now. Um, the uh, There's a volunteer organization called United Way, and they operate across the country, um, and they have a Pierce County chapter, and they have a great website that just lists all of the different volunteer opportunities that can happen online. Um, they have a page strictly dedicated to online opportunities. Um, some of those opportunities include um, letter writing to, to soldiers uh, who are overseas, um, they also have like a pen pal type um, letter writing campaign for um, seniors in nursing homes. And this was a big, uh, a big opportunity um, that was broadcast during COVID because a lot of the um, people that were in nursing homes because of the virus uh, couldn't receive visitors. So they weren't, be, they weren't able to see their families or, or friends or things like that. So that letter writing campaign was a, was a big opportunity, um, but it's still ongoing even as we start to be vaccinated and, and figure out more about COVID and how to live, live with COVID. Um, it's still a great, a great opportunity to get involved in. Um, so that's one, one opportunity that we have is the United Way website. Um, another online opportunity that a lot of faculty are utilizing um, it, that do service learning at Pierce College, um, it's a very cool research-based website. And it's, um, it's uh, postgraduate research um, and, and other companies that need to collect data in a large scale. And so they'll post their project to this website. And then um, a lot of the research that they're collecting requires somebody to log in and complete uh, a series of online activities or a survey. It, you know, it could run anywhere from five minutes long to 25 minutes long. Um, but all, but when you 
participate in that and fill out a survey or, or, or complete the activities, those responses are automatically sent to the research team and that's their way of collecting data. Um, so it's actually very cool because you're then contributing to a research project um, with your own responses. Uh, so that's very cool. So some of our biology faculty use that website quite a bit. Um, and let's see another really exciting um, opportunity that uh, I can actually share now. It's, it's gonna be brand new starting in January, um, but an organization that works with patients with dementia um, has reached out because they do virtual um, weekly music classes and art classes with some of their uh, patients. And they just, um, it, they just, it's a great opportunity for young people who are interested in music or art to participate in that therapy with the dementia patients. Um, so we're going to be advertising that when we come back from winter break. Um, and so it's, it's once a week, one hour, uh, whether you're into art, like painting, um, or whether you're into music, uh, you could participate in either of those activities. Um, and that, that's like a, it's a six week long session. So one hour a week. Um, so, so yeah, those are just a few of the opportunities that we have available right now. So, so when I hear terms like uh, service and community, um, I tend to associate that with uh, an investment in, um, in producing public goods, right? An impact and how we share uh, goods amongst the community. So I wanna, I'm curious to know, like, in the scope of how we do things in America anyway, um, that is oftentimes kind of like associated with empathy. And so I'm curious how, how your personal upbringing um, and what your values tell you about um, how we should be how we should be producing public goods, um, how we look at things like food security and hunger, um, and then how you bring that work, uh, how you bring your values into this work. That's an awesome question. Thank you, Tony. So I was raised with the idea that, you know, I, I, I was, I had a, I had everything I needed as a child. I had, you know, I had a roof over my head. I had food. I had parents, you know, I had two, two loving parents. I had an education and, but I was raised to realize that, you know, that's coming from a place of privilege. You know, not everybody was raised with, with those opportunities around them or, and that security. Um, and so I was always just raised to, you know, be of you know it's 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 part of being a human is is helping to provide those things uh for others who might not have been raised that way um but then when i apply that to higher education again it was that knowledge that you know students are experiencing a lot of obstacles and challenges as they're trying to get an education and you know, that was not my reality, but I realized that, you know, there's something that I can help do about that. You know, I can, I can provide these, these opportunities or, or, you know, go alongside students out into the community, um, you know, to, to not just help, but to just belong. Um, you know, that's, that sense of belonging, um, is something that, you know, I, 
having that growing up, I, you know, I, it's a good thing. You know, I want everybody to, to belong somewhere or feel like they belong somewhere. And uh, that's one of the cool things about service learning is that it can really create that sense of belonging, not just the idea that, you know, you're going out to help somebody, but it's more that, you know, you're going to work alongside someone. Mm-hmm. And so together as a collective, we could improve some situation. Mm-hmm. I love thinking of it that way too, not only helping, but also being part of a community who wants to be of service and and to provide these different things. I like that a lot. Now you mentioned um, that one of these new exciting opportunities is coming up in January. Is there anything else coming up that is new or any other ongoing opportunities, whether that's to volunteer or to, um, you know, receive a service that you would love to highlight, you know, for our listeners and for those in the community that they can get involved in? Sure. Um, so yes, we have this, um, this online, um, I, I, I'm blanking on the name. I think they call, I mean, it's, it's art therapy, but they had some really catchy acronym that I'm blanking on right now, but yes, we'll have the, the new online opportunity to participate in the art therapy with the dementia patients. Um, but then we also an ongoing opportunity, um, every week, uh, we have partnered with a local food bank called nourish And Nourish has a mobile food truck that they stock and the food truck travels around. We're just um, we're just one of their many stops throughout the week, but they park on our Fort Silicon campus um, every Wednesday from 430 to 630. And um, they're on our campus, but it's it's a community resource. So anybody is welcome to come in from the community or the college um, to uh, shop for groceries from the mobile food truck. Um, but so, and we're also always looking for volunteers for that. Um, we have a work study student who's coordinating that volunteer effort. Um, and so we, we try to provide as many updates as we can online and on campus, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's always um, a great opportunity to volunteer. Um, and Nourish has not just the mobile food truck. They also, once you have signed up to volunteer, um, you have access to all of their different sites. So if you'd rather go to one of their uh, tr- more traditional brick and mortar food pantry locations, um, you can do that. Um, or you can come on campus to volunteer on the truck. So that's one of our ongoing uh, volunteer opportunities every Wednesday. Um, and another organization that we work uh, we work with quite a bit. Um, they call them their the name of the organization is Emergency Food Network. Um, and the way that they describe themselves is they're sort of a, a food distribution company to the food banks. So they um, through through government uh, purchased food like government commodities like purchased food through the government or and donations. Um, they distribute food to a, a lot of the food banks in the area, including Nourish. Um, so the emergency food network receives a lot of their food in bulk and it needs to be repackaged. Um, so they have weekly um, project, uh, they call them a repack project and groups come in and, um, you know, following safety protocols, um, the whole group just works for two hours and they repackage the food into more family sized portions, um, you know, oats and pastas and things like that. Um, and so we have a couple opportunities to uh, participate in the repack project with Emergency Food Network. Um, and so that's coming up in winter quarter as well. It's usually a very popular um, group activity for a lot of organizations to do. Um, so it's hard to get on their calendar, but um, we're, we're securing some dates right now for our students. So I think I saw some photos on your Facebook page as well from 
from the past time that you went. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to get the podcast crew out there for the next one. It is a lot of fun. Um, they, they set up their warehouse and they play music. And this past time, we weren't actually packaging food. We were packing um, break bags for students um, to take home with them over the Thanksgiving break. Because um, a lot of students, you know, school is where they get, you know, two out of the three meals um, throughout the day, and including, you know, snacks and everything. So on school breaks, when they're not able to get that food at school, um, Emergency Food Network wanted to provide a bag full of food for them um, to, to make it through the, the holiday break. So, so we packed bags, I think in total, it was about 14,000 bags for students. So, so that wow. was a lot. Of fun. Yeah. It uh, ramped up quite a bit once um, students were working, uh, going to school remotely through COVID. So, so yeah, it's, it's become a very big program. I'm just writing some of these things down because yeah. I want to, you know, check them out too. Are we allowed as employees to, uh, to join your <laughs> Absolutely, your yes. Okay. Volunteer opportunities are open to, to the whole campus, so... And you also mentioned, um, you know, I, I, I want to learn more about some of the courses maybe that students might be interested in. I know in the beginning you did mention um, one or two. And are there any others, whether new or ongoing, that students might be interested in? And how would a student um, go about kind of pursuing getting into those courses? Yeah, so I mentioned the... Um the zero credit service learning 100 course that's uh, built like a like a co-rec um, that's added onto a course. Um, so when students enroll in a course that has that, they're automatically they have to automatically enroll in, in service learning 100. Um, and that's zero credit, zero cost to them. Um, the benefit is just uh, it's that great designation on a transcript. Um, but another service learning course that's available, um, it's a two credit course. And it was the intention was to design the course um, to help a student who um, might be uh, thinking about pursuing a career path, but isn't quite sure if that's what they really want to do. So this course, um, you know, through classroom learning, but also through practical experience, helps a student secure some sort of internship or work study out in the community in that field that they're thinking they might want to um, to pursue. And so then through, through that on the, you know, real life on the job experience, um, you know, it helps them, it helps them make some decisions about where they'd like to, where they'd like to go in life. And so then maybe help direct their, their academic pathway a little bit more, um, you know, and so they're not taking, taking as many courses as, you know, courses that they might not need to take. Um, It's a more clear path to a career that, that they now know um, they want to work in. Or on the flip side, maybe that real life experience, they realize it's not what they want to do at all. (laughs) Um, That happened to me with, with law school. I was bound and determined to go to law school. And so I got a job working in a law firm and realized that is not what I want to do at all. <laughs> Which is also a success because you found that out a bunch of stuff. That's the best way to learn. <laughs> for for uh, for those zero credit uh, courses, are students able to collaborate in the design of the service learning project, or are there specific avenues that they that they've got to go down for that? Yeah, so that's a that's a good question too. Um, so the course is new; it, it just started this fall quarter. So right now, the course is designed um, 
based on what the faculty member has chosen for project work that's embedded within their course outcomes. Um, what we're looking at, because we have gotten a lot of feedback about that, you know, could a student sort of self-select Service Learning 100 if they have some sort of a cool project that they've decided they want to pursue that quarter. Um, so we're looking into, into what that might look like, um, right? So right, I guess my answer to your question is right now, it's just based on um, a faculty designed project that goes with their course. Um, but it seems like the interest is there to have it as more of a standalone option for students who come up with their own project. Um, so we are looking into that as an option for the future. Very cool. How many students roughly have started with this zero course or zero credit um, course so far? I know it just began, so. Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell you the number of students, but I could tell you the, the, the number of faculty. I believe we have six, five or six faculty members that have embedded SL100 into their courses. Um, so we have um, uh, two economics courses, Econ one, uh, 201 and Econ 202. Um, we have biology courses, um, introductory biology courses that have SL100 and um, natural science courses. Uh, oh, and dental hygiene. De one of the sections of dental hygiene had SL100 embedded in it for fall. So now all the students listening who are thinking of taking some courses, they know which ones to go towards if they, they want to kind of get on this path. Yeah, and I think one of the messages that we're trying to get out to students about SL100 is sometimes when they're, if they're enrolling in, say, Bio 160 that has SL100 attached to it, they see that they have to also enroll in SL100 to enroll in Bio 160, and they think, oh, I don't want to do extra work, like, I'll just choose another section. What we're trying to tell students is... Um, you know, that work is actually something that you would have done anyway, whether Service Learning 100 was there or not. The benefit to, to doing it now is that it actually shows up on your transcript as something as, as service learning project work that you've completed. Um, and you were going to do it anyway, but now you're actually getting some some transcript credit for it, um, not actual uh, academic credit, it's a zero credit course, but it is designated on your transcript as project work that you've done, which is very cool. So um, we're trying to dispel the myth that it's extra work. <laughs> so. so you heard it here. You don't have to do any extra work if you want to take that course. No. I'm curious, though, um, in the design, is there a way for it's almost like um, I think of it in terms of like Legos, where where one service learning project can continue to build on the momentum of, of, an, of uh, an existing one. Um, is it kind of laid out for students to almost pass the baton to uh, students that's coming in in the next quarter that can continue to build on that? Or do they start from scratch in a, in a, in a different avenue or a different project? Yeah, no, that's very cool because some of those conversations we had when we were thinking about it, you know, sort of that pie in the sky, just, you know, this would be the ultimate outcome is that, yeah, a, a, a faculty member partners with an organization that has ongoing project work and it's, it's a quarterly thing every quarter, you know, it, that project is always going to be there and it just continues to grow um, as time goes on. Um, right now, we don't have that I wouldn't say that that's really the structure of any of the projects that we have going right now within the courses, um, but that's definitely something that we hope maybe one day um, would be a reality for a lot of these projects. 
Um, like I said, you know, with, with the environment we're in right now, a lot of the projects are online. But um, as we start to, uh, you know, kind of come, come back to, I guess, I, I don't want to say normal. I always feel weird say coming back to normal, but you know, as we come back, what's, to, what's normal. In right. Normal. Yeah. As, as we get out there more, um, you know, and everyone's more comfortable being out in public among each other. Um, hopefully that's something that, that will grow to happen. Now I, I want to learn a little bit more about your path to get to where you are now. Cause you mentioned you first, you know, went, wanted to go to law school and then realized it wasn't for you. So what what did that kind of look like? And what advice do you have maybe for a student listening who thinks maybe they want to get kind of into, um, you know, service learning in that sort of a realm? What advice would you give them if they say, hey, I want to do what Emily does? <laughs> wow. So I think that that's a very good question. So I think I will just start off by saying um, I took a very sort of, I guess you would call it the like not not really very planned out, not really very traditional path to where I wanted to be. I had many stops and starts about about what career I wanted for myself. And um, I was an English major in college, uh, English and women's and gender studies. And I thought I wanted to go to law school. So got a job at a law firm right out of college and realized that I don't actually want to go to law school. So then I spent a couple of years. Thankfully, I liked my job at the law firm. I just knew that that wasn't for me. Um, so while I was working there still, I kind of spent some time thinking about, you know, what my interests were, what I wanted to pursue. And, you know, I'd always been a big, um, I'd always been a big runner and swimmer and um, loved to cook and just a really, just really big on healthy living. And I'm like, you know, wow, I could be a dietitian. That's what I'm going to do. And, but being an English major, I didn't have to take all of those science prereqs that dietitians have to take. So I went back to school and I did all my science prereqs. You know, I took organic chemistry and biochemistry and all these, all these science courses. And um, yeah, while I was applying for grad school, um, I saw, and I'm going to age myself here. I saw a job ad on Craigslist at Pierce College (laughs) for a (laughs) part-time tutor. (laughs) And I was like, huh, you know, while I'm kind of waiting out this application process with, with grad school for, for nutrition, you know, I'm going to go, I'll be a writing tutor, you know, yeah, I'll work with college kids. Like I loved college. It was great. So I went to Pierce College. It was my first time on a community college campus and I was floored. I, you know, I had totally bought into that stigma about peer, about community colleges being somehow less than and I was just amazed at the facilities that Pierce had, you know, with the faculty and the staff that I worked with as a writing tutor. I was just like, wow, this is a this is a legit place. Like these students are great. I love this work. To know it is to love it, right? Yeah. And, you know, even my husband, when he came to visit me at work one day, he was looking around. He's like, they have an actual library. I'm like, right? Like, <laughs> there's an actual library. <laughs> So, so it was, um, I was so happy that I answered that ad on Craigslist because that was where I realized my passion for working with college students. And uh, just, I had a great first experience at Pierce. And so I went to get my master's in higher education administration. And, 
continued doing um, some very random jobs at Pierce. Um, I've been, I feel like I've been all over the place and had many different job titles um, and just happened to come across the Dean of Library and Learning Resources, um, Christy Flynn. And she said, our service learning person uh, just left. Here's a box of her stuff. What do you think we should do with service learning? And now here I am. <laughs> I have some ideas. I'm curious, uh, how are you activating all of that uh, prior knowledge around nutrition and uh, or chemistry? You know, that I think that that, um, th that realm that I came from has sort of informed um, one of my passions for the issue of food insecurity. Mm. And, you know, working with Nourish and with Emergency Food Network and um, so, yeah, I think I think a lot of my education there has informed where sort of my interests lie in, in the in the assistance that I want to give to, to humanity in my community. But, yeah, I also I gosh, at Pierce College, I have worked at a front desk. I have worked with uh, class ev evaluations. I have, you know, been an administrative assistant. Um, gosh, it's a whole bunch of different different jobs, but service learning was ultimately where I landed. And I'm very glad you did it all. You're still doing it all. <laughs> <laughs> so now for our listeners um, who may be interested in any of these services and learning more after hearing um, what we heard today, where would you direct them as kind of a first First step. Yeah, so we do have a web page, um, a service learning web page on the Pierce College website. And um, there's a lot of information um, that you can explore um, through our webpage. Um, it, has a cal it has a calendar link, so you can see all the different volunteer opportunities um, that are upcoming. Um, there's also contact information um, if you're interested in, depending on what you'd like, what you think you might want to volunteer in, there's contact information on the website. Um, for uh, if you're interested in the food truck um, or if you're interested in any of our upcoming volunteer opportunities. Um, we also have, we're on social media as well. Um, so we have a Facebook page that has a lot of different updates on it um, that we try to keep current. Uh, try, I try, I really try. <laughs> it's as current as it can be. Um, <laughs> You've got a lot going on. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So I would I would direct I would direct students um, listeners to our webpage. That would probably provide the easiest access um, to the different people to contact. Wonderful. We'll include that link in the description so that it's easy for anyone to just click on and get started with. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Emily. This has been awesome. Um, I'm really, I was really excited about this recording and uh, I'm excited to learn more about some of the opportunities coming up. So this was really great. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm more than happy to speak with um, any of the listeners. Please contact me if you want to hear about service learning opportunities um, or just about my crazy career path to where I am now. More than happy. All of the above. <laughs> all of the above. All of the above, Thank you everyone so much for listening. And with that, we will see you on the next episode.